Welcome this Saturday, July 16th, 2017 to the Hack Life Episode 1 podcast brought to you by Hack Method. Hack Method is sponsored by No Starch Press, so head on over to challenge.hackmethod.com to check out the fresh monthly hacker challenges for a chance to win some Hack Method swag and No Starch Press books, which are awarded to the top three winners of our challenge each quarter. Now, what is this podcast all about? So uh, just up front, I want this to be a short 10-minute podcast every week. Uh, the reason that I kind of started this is, like many of you out there, I usually have somewhere between you know one and two dozen projects on deck at any point in time. And so it, it's really good to kind of express those, get those ideas out there so I can collaborate with other people, hear what you guys are doing via the forums, and then giving you my feedback, and maybe we can learn from each other. You know, I've had a lot of jobs over, over the last, you know, 10, 15 years with regard to IT and cybersecurity, and I've kind of gotten to a point where, like, Currently, I don't have any one job I'm responsible for. Instead, I find myself continually conducting research to solve whatever the current problem is. And so I definitely think I've earned the title at this point in my career as computer scientist, because that's really what I'm doing. Uh, I'm doing research, figuring out how to solve a, a current problem set. So that's really what this podcast is surrounded uh, around. It's it's a chance for me to talk about you know whatever my products are, maybe some new technology that I'm working with, maybe a problem set that I'm struggling with. You know, And it's not even just necessarily just uh, limited to to, to those topics. I'd also like to talk about, hey, whatever current game has got me pigeonholed at the time that's taking me away from those current projects. I know a lot of us struggle right now with, you know, trying to mount, balance our workload and, you know, we have to take some time away to kind of stress relieve so we play these video games. But for me, I'm super compulsive. So I will, I'll get pigeonholed on a game for, for quite some time. So, hey, we're going to talk about all these things. Having that said, let's start the conversation. So the first thing that I want to talk about is the Black Hat DEF CON conference at the end of July, from July 23rd to July 30th, I believe. Uh, so for those of you that aren't familiar, Black Hat is a conference, uh, and DEF CON is a conference for, for hackers and computer scientists alike, uh, held every year in Las Vegas, where some of the brightest minds in the computer science and in the cybersecurity industry come together to, you know, train and, and give uh, courses on whatever technology technology is trending, uh, to give speeches on whatever exploits are, are, are the latest and greatest. Uh, so it's a very interesting place to be as a as a cybersecurity specialist. So I was lucky enough to have my company uh, allow us to go out there. Unfortunately, it was sort of last minute. So, you know, with uh, less than two weeks to go, I was kind of put in charge of, you know, scheduling who was going to go, getting plane tickets, booking hotels. And if anybody's ever been to Las Vegas, it's difficult enough to, to do all that with you know a month of lead time when there is no conference. Uh, but when there's a conference in town and you have only a week of lead time, a lot of, the, a lot of the rooms fill up real quickly, a lot of the hotels fill up quickly, and it's kind of a pain in the butt. But having that said, it can be done. So we had about 15 people that are going out and I was able to secure lodging for them right on the strip. Uh, we, we all booked our airfare and so that's gonna be a good time. Uh, interesting, I just kind of want to talk about what courses I'm being sent out there to to attend. So I'm actually attending the Applied Data Science for Security Professionals course. Uh, what this course is, is so you have these huge data sets as a, as a cybersecurity researcher. Maybe those come from log files. Maybe those come from, you know, bro analytic files. Maybe it's a, a wireless uh, capture data file, right? So as a security professional or even as, a, as somebody who does 
does these hacker challenges, a lot of times you'll get these large data sets that you have to figure out how to manipulate to get the information that you want. Uh, you know, just off the top of my head, I can think about a couple different challenges that popped up in the last month, and some of you from the community probably took a stab at them. One of them was a PCAP challenge in which inside the PCAP, uh, PCAP being the, the file format for capturing network traffic, inside of that it was capturing USB traffic because, you know, Wireshark has the ability to do that. Uh, and so inside of that data set, you had mouse movement coordinates. So it's all good and well to try to pull those coordinates down in a giant uh, data file, but now you have to manipulate that data file in such a way where, hey, I only need the first, second, or third field. Maybe the first field uh, represents the X coordinate, maybe the, the fourth field represents the Y coordinate, and you know the sixth field represents a mouse click or something along those lines. So, so that is one instance in where you would use applied data science in, in terms of this course to manipulate that data in such a way, like what tools do I have available to me to manipulate that data and process it in a meaningful, useful way for me. Uh, another challenge that comes to mind recently is the was the credit card hack challenge, uh, where you were given a database of you know probably a thousand credit cards, and you had to figure out which credit cards were were no good for whatever reason. And so the format of the data was JSON data. So who out there knows how to quickly and easily manipulate JSON data? Uh, so I spent a good portion of that challenge really just learning about the JSON file format and the structure and you know how it's delivered. Um, so that was definitely very interesting. So I'm kind of excited to go out to this course so that I can learn you know, what are the most common data sets out there um, and how can I manipulate that those data sets using either PowerShell or Python. Manipulate those data sets in order to be useful to me. And then another big part of that is how do I turn those data sets into useful visualizations? Uh, in the computer science field, uh, visualizations are huge. So one of the programs a lot of people out there are using right now is called ELK. Uh, or the Elasticsearch Logstash and Kibana, the Elk Stack. And so what this is, it's a combination of tools that allows you to collect all sorts of traffic, aggregate all of that traffic, and then visualize that traffic in a way that, that allows you to easily, as a human, parse through the data uh, because humans, uh, you know, receive visual data very well. Now, so to give you an example of what that vis visualization might look like, um, so say you are capturing network traffic uh, for an organization because you're doing an assessment. Uh, you're capturing all this traffic, uh, all the different connections between the all different points. And in a typical domain, you will have a domain controller, which you know allows you to log on, allows you to access file shares. Uh, so typically, what you see visually is you will see an end node, you know, the workstations connect to the server. Uh, and so that is typical, uh, you know, of that type of uh, a setup. What visualization helps us to do is suddenly, if on a chart you see two end nodes talking to each other, well, that's atypical behavior depending on how your organization is, is structured. Uh, typically, you, you limit control of two hosts talking to each other, and typically they're only supposed to be able to talk to either some specialized server or domain controller or a file server or something of that sort. So visually, I can see these two endpoints talking to each other. Well, I might might be uh, use that as a lead to say, hey, maybe something suspicious is going on over there uh, because these two endpoints aren't supposed to be talking to each other. So having that said, again, applied data science would help you be able to parse that data out and analyze it. As you can see, I'm definitely really excited to be attending these conferences. I, I 
haven't had a chance to map out which talks I'm gonna go see while I'm there because a lot of them run concurrently. So you kind of have to map out your 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 plan your game plan. I think I'll leave that for uh, maybe next week's talk. So before I wrap up here, uh, I did mention that I might be talking about some games that I'm playing uh, at any given point in time. The reason I find that pretty interesting, especially for this type of a talk, is because invariably any game that I end up playing, there is some technical element to it for whatever reason. So there's currently a game that I'm playing right now called Don't Starve Together. It is a multiplayer online top-down view, and the graphics are, uh, I don't know, I would say like think Tim Burton style graphics. And the whole premise of the game is you and uh, I think five or maybe 10 other players are trying to gather resources, uh, and there's a day night cycle and you try to stay alive long enough so that the you know the nighttime doesn't come and get you so you're gathering stuff like wood to build a fire so that the night doesn't creep up on you and you're gathering berries to sustain yourself and and so there's all these elements within the environment that try to come and get you so this is the game that has been you know sucking away my time uh, you know away from the cybersecurity computer science aspect of my life sort of so so one element of the game is that somebody has to host a dedicated server in order for that to work uh, originally my buddy used his laptop and he hosted a game and so these worlds that are generated in the game uh, they're only up as long as your computer is hosting the server. And so when he you know, shuts down his laptop, I can no longer access the environment. So I've spent a good portion of the last couple of, uh, you know, last few days trying to figure out how to set up a dedicated Don't Starve Together server uh, on my DigitalOcean droplet running Linux. So that's very that's been very interesting trying to figure out how to run Steam command line on a Linux server importing a game spinning up a dedicated server so hey if anybody's interested hit me up and maybe we could uh, spin up a, a server together uh, really guys that's all i had for today it's been an interesting talk and i look forward to seeing you guys uh, next week in the illustrious words of my partner hello root i will see you on the internet